This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, London has myopia, in Chicago the love has gone, and in Sydney, the RBA, are they twisting the ASX knife? My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 214. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. This week in BitCarnage has seen a lot of to and fro as the SBF case got underway. After a day and more picking jurors, things quickly got into stride and the accusations have been flowing fast and thick at SBF, whose defence seeks to present him as some kind of uber-nerd, semi-larrikin kind of figure who just made a few normal kind of startup errors. As recounted in BitCarnage, In a version of the Chewbacca defence, SBF wants to talk about his investment in anthropic AI. In essence, SBF wants to say, look, this has accumulated value and can pay creditors, which ergo proves I didn't steal anything. It's one of those nifty but stupid syllogisms which presumably Ivy League frat prats still think are clever. In any case, the DOJ is against SBF even making the slightest attempt to Chewbacca the jury. One element which strikes me as not merely curious, but to my non-legal mind amounts to fraud, is noted by Matt Levine via The Verge, whose article was The FTX Jury Suffers Through a Code Review. It seems the backstop fund, a form of consumer insurance guarantee fund, was calculated by a random number generator. It took the daily trading volume on FTX, multiplied it by a random number, divided it by a billion, and added it to the existing number displayed on the site. It had nothing to do with the actual amount of money in the insurance fund. Who would like to step forward and argue that this is a startup kind of thing that just happens, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, and then there are the planes. Clearly, again, one of those boys will be boys kind of startup errors, according to the defence, as the US Department of Justice moves to have SBF's interests forfeit their various private jets. Normal, everyday startup stuff, as his defence will doubtless be swift to add. This all logically leads to one of the many stings in the tales from last week. The body of evidence above contrasts starkly with last week's frankly laughable concept that the FTX trial could be good for crypto. There's simply too much dirty washing in public right now to help crypto bounce meaningfully, other than in the usual squeezes amongst the cult members. Trying to promote crypto to a financially strapped wider public isn't going to work. Right now, hoi polloi, are focused on surviving the inflation fiasco unleashed by the carny cabal of Z-grade central bankers. Anyway, this may be the big publicity moment that sinks Crypto V1.0, or at least it's another hole in the becalmed boat which will soon be washed away to Mum's basement for a new round of innovation. 
And indeed, further to that, we have, I believe, the crypto v1.0 extinction level event. All that money laundered to Hamas that went through crypto. Millions of dollars funding terrorist murder. If you enjoyed this excerpt, you may be interested to know you can read BitCarnage every day in Exchange Invest. Alternatively, if you want to follow BitCarnage as a standalone, the daily update on happenings in the world of crypto and digital assets, you can find us on Substack. In London, the government's London Stock Exchange boosterism is anti-competitive. That was a headline in City AM. And as I've often noted, the London blob masquerading on occasion as a government with a permapillic as finance minister has a myopia that LSE is the London financial centre, whereas, as Alistair Haynes, the boss of Aquas, notes, with some entirely justified exasperation, LSE isn't even the London stock market. Fascinating article by Reuters this week, Analysis, When, Not, If, Europe Copies Wall Street Share Trading Reform. Indeed, the EU sacrificed a decade of growth at the altar of their doctrinaire protectionism and manifesto of fear, mandated by the precautionary principle which comes the innovative and growth potential of the wannabe European superstate. The EU is now that grumpy retired uncle who deems himself relevant but is treated with a modicum of contempt by all the working folk in the room, themselves appreciating influence is more than pretense leveraged by history. Thus, the EU has no choice. Their push to influence regulation globally is sputtering to a halt in the parish. The Mifid II, great waste of time, as we will never tire of terming it, was a deft bullet in the foot which ricocheted into the brain of an ECEU, which, in believing it could manage decline, betrayed the ambitions of its people. How very sad. Thus Brussels has reduced itself to becoming a meek follower of the USA, for good or bad, in financial regulation because, as the Willie Sutton rule goes, that's where the money is. Meanwhile, there was a twist this week in the tale of ASX's self-generated trust management fiasco. Traditionally, it seems, the RBA, the central bank, issues its report card after the ASX AGM. This time around, the AGM of ASX will take place on October the 19th, some 10 days after an embarrassing RBA report card has been published. Was it pure bureaucratic coincidence? Or is it a message that an abject disgrace of mediocrity as normal from ASX is being allowed to remain? Meanwhile, over in Chicago, the love is gone in the Windy City and El Tel is firing warning shots left, right and centre. Quite right too. Property leases are being ended in 2025 across the board, leaving CME Group in a pole position to vault towards an anti-crime, pro-business metropolis state or to encourage some form of government outbreak amongst the doctrinaire spendthrift lunatics who masquerade as city and state government in Chicago and Illinois. New markets this week, one very exciting development, an energy exchange is to launch in Brazil, a fascinating joint venture between the L4 Venture Builder Fund, backed by Bourse Operator B3, and European energy exchange's Nodal Exchange. The new venture will be titled N5X. 
news this week. There's talk of forced merger of commodity exchanges, linking and merging Ethiopian Commodity Exchange ECX with the East African Commodity Exchange EAX. African countries are advised to introduce a single regional agricultural commodity exchange. Must admit, I'm not entirely convinced that we improve markets this way. Surely the local price is key and a vast regional price is just a freight arb, which will leave some very frustrated. Before we even start, that is, of course, about talking about quality and related product facets. Meanwhile, the Indian Energy Exchange, IEX, is acquiring a 10% stake in Enviro Enablers India. The association will fulfil IEX's commitment towards sustainability and decarbonisation in line with India's net zero commitments, the Indian Energy Exchange said in a BSE filing. If you're trying to understand the future of markets, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to pick up a copy of my most recent book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World. It's published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Meanwhile, while you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, check out our live stream. Tuesday, 6pm London time, 1 o'clock New York time, it's the IPO Vid live show. Catch the back episodes on LinkedIn and YouTube via IPO-Vid. Our most recent show was a gripping edition with Rod Gravelet Blondin, a leading South African commodities and commodity exchange expert. He was talking to us all about the wonderful topic, commodities markets. On the road with Rod Blondin. Next show coming up on Tuesday is going to be John Ensley for IPOVID 121. John Ensley is going to be discussing how to bank on yourself. Meanwhile, our book of the week this week was written by our IPOVID guest 62, Patrick Young. No, not me, but Patrick M. Young. As he notes, it is high time we nullified this poverty incarceration two-feeder system. How? By dealing with the root, which is poverty. So how do you break the cycle of poverty? You may want to get out of jail or prison, but are you ready to get out of poverty? How? The answers are found in his tome, A Way Up, Economic Development Post-Incarceration. It's a way to learn how to experience your own economic development post-incarceration. Our next book of the week will be unveiled on Saturday in the EI Weekend Edition, which is free, incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to tune in to some more interesting macro reading of a Saturday morning, just go to exchangeinvest.com to sign up for free. But don't forget, if you want all the news on the bourse business sent daily to your inbox, then consider subscribing to Exchange Invest via exchangeinvest.com website. It's only $349 per annum to join the exchange of information. And now we're giving you fully integrated History, you can go through and access all of the archives of Exchange Invest dating back more than 10 years. Product news this week, European Union bond futures launch looks likely in 2024, according to an EU official. Deutsche Börse's derivatives exchange, Eurex, has been working to launch futures for EU bonds since 2021. That could be ideally timed for the next euro crisis, which would be a boon to the Eurex volume bottom line. But then again, it might be the death knell of the entire euro project. Tokyo's stock exchange, they're going to be removing over 400 firms from the topics index as part of their major restructuring in 2025, while the National Stock Exchange of India is launching options contracts on WTI, crude oil and natural gas futures based out of the US. Hmm, I wonder. 
Is NSE going to therefore be the last people to go into the DSW complex of CME NYMEX oils? As I've noticed previously, the great shift is becoming real, despite the somewhat curious witterings of CME management on the topic. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Technology news this week, the Hong Kong Exchanges Group, they've launched Synapse, a settlement acceleration platform for Stock Connect. At the same time, Warsaw Stock Exchange have selected Equinix as the data centre for their new trading system, WATS. Career path this week, the NGX, the Nigerian Exchange Group, announced some keyboard changes, most notably Ahonsi Unwigbe has become the new chairman of the board of NGX, succeeding Abubakar Mahmoud, who has retired. Meanwhile, NGX Regco welcomes Salamatu Suleiman as its new board chairman, effective from the end of September, succeeding the retiring Catherine Echiozo. Talking about NSEs, or at least NGX, from one NGX to an NSE, the Nairobi Securities Exchange. They are now looking for a new CEO as Jeffrey Odundo prepares his exit in March 2024. And that leaves us in big world, ladies and gentlemen. The sanctions applied to Russia as a result of their invasion of Ukraine have led to some fascinating quirks in trade flow. Take, for example, the landlocked Eurasian Economic Union member Kyrgyzstan, which is a free trade agreement with Russia. German exports increased by 2,000% during the first half of 2023. Even presuming the relatively high Kyrgyz GDP growth of over 7% is being repeated in 2023, that leaves an import discrepancy which is glaringly apparent in official records. Indeed, Germany has been reporting more exports to Kyrgyzstan than the nation has been recording in imports from Germany. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, creator of Marketplaces the World Over and publisher of Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. I wish you all a great week in life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.